welcome to the Live Well for Longer podcast, the podcast for people who want to learn the art and science of healthy aging and longevity. Join me, Sarah Little, a well-being science specialist and positive psychology practitioner, as I share the psychology and behaviors associated with longevity and quality of life. Let's begin. There is a gorgeous quote by Friedrich Nietzsche. He shares, there is more wisdom in your body than in your deepest philosophy. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the behaviors of centenarians and near centenarians living in the blue zones. So let's commence our exploration. This podcast topic I am deeply passionate about because it emerged from my systematic review on the Blue Zones. And if you're not up to date with the podcast, please go back to episode one and listen to characteristics of 100-year-olds. However, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing the behaviors. Before we dive in, let's talk about the, the idea that healthy aging is diet and exercise based because it is but it's certainly more than that. A lot of us don't extend to the bigger picture. And it's not only your habits around your diet and your exercise and your behaviors around these things that make a big difference, but it's also your behaviors in your life, the way you do life, how you push yourself in your job or don't push yourself, your behaviors with others, your behaviors around the house. It is a much bigger picture. And I am on a mission to educate in this area. I want to help you learn the characteristics and behaviors of aging well and aging powerfully. So check out episode one for the personality traits of centenarians in the blue zones. In this episode, we're going to talk about the behaviors of centenarians in the blue zones. Now, I am super excited to talk about this because I think I think mostly I have been practicing a lot of these things uh, for most of my life. But however, as I get older, I've noticed that aging well is really something we need to be intentional about and conscious. And the same for your diet and your exercise. These behaviors that you're going to learn today are things that you need to be intentional about and you need to consciously schedule them, consciously commit to them. Just like how you commit to your vitamins, it is so important to know that these things are good for you and to do them. I think a lot of us go, mm, yeah, that's good for me, but I'm just going to ignore it. Now, these behaviors are so, so important because they do reduce inflammation, they reduce stress, they improve immunity, and they improve as well your mental health. So let's dive in to these behaviors. The first behavior that centenarians in the blue zones practice is leisure activities. 
Now, leisure activities are important because they help us to deal with the everyday stresses and demands of life. And they help to buffer against some of those stresses. You know, when you're running through life, you know, on autopilot and your schedule is full and you don't make any time for your leisure and for things that feel good, you know in your body how that feels. And more often than not, you know it doesn't feel good because you're not filling your own cup up. One of the things that I want to say about leisure activities is this the point that as you get older, it's okay for your leisure activities to change. When you were younger, you might have enjoyed going to the gym and you know doing a high-intensity workout, and that was a leisure activity for you. However, as you get older, you might notice that your leisure activities are completely different. Your leisure activities might be crocheting, working with your hands, sewing, or they could be something like Tai Chi or Qigong or meditating. It's okay for your leisure activities to change. And I encourage you to take time out over the next month and explore different activities. Try new things with an open mind. Often we get stuck in our old ways of being, our old habits, our old behaviors and leisure pastime leisure activities. I certainly know this. I have been a writer for over 20 years and writing it was initially a leisure activity. But as my writing career grew, it didn't necessarily fill me up in the same way. Mostly I think because I was being paid and there was a different level of energy exchange. However, I started to incorporate new leisure activities into my life. I would practice yoga outside in the sunshine on the grass in my backyard where I could admire the garden and breathe in the fresh air. And that was one of the things that allowed me to go, oh, yes, there's more than just sitting behind a computer. There's more than just doing these things that I've always done, you know, and it's really important. It tells your brain when you do something new, it tells your brain, yes, I'm changing my self-image. Yes, I'm changing my thoughts and behaviors. I can do this. So this month, try a new leisure activity. You'll definitely feel better and you'll probably feel less stress if you commit to that leisure activity or any leisure activity because leisure activities are hedonic in nature. Things that are hedonic, pleasurable things, help reduce stress. They help increase our mental health. Dr. Barbara Fredrickson is one of the, I think she's like a godmother of positive psychology because she termed the phrase the broaden and build theory. And the broaden and build theory informs us that when we are feeling good, our mind broadens, we are more creative, we are more receptive to new ideas, we are more open. Okay, so it's really important when you do these new activities and the, the, they start to feel good, you are expanding your mind. You are reducing stress. You are improving your creativity. And you are building that positive reservoir of emotions. Now, this is really important. I talked about this in the first episode, the fact that we all have our own positive emotional bank account. We all have this emotional bank account. And the more you put in, the more good feelings you put in, the more activities that you enjoy consistently, the more 
emotional wealth you will have. So this is really important because it also builds up resiliency and it counteracts a lot of adverse impacts from life, emotional, physical, psychological. Now, number two in activities in nature. Now, nature engagement lowers stress. Again, we are reducing that, those stress biomarkers, which is so important for keeping our telomeres long and healthy. And it's so important for that longevity, right? As well as healthy quality of life. Even spending as little as 10 to 20 minutes in nature will positively change your physiological markers as well. So that is huge, 10 minutes. So if you engage in 10 minutes of nature, it could be simply going for a walk. I love to go for a walk every day in the middle of the day. It's getting a bit hot now. However, going for a walk, I once knew this woman, she had a walking book club, a walking book club. I'm sorry, that is just so cool. So just realize that you don't have to go out and go forest bathing in Japan, although I'm so in if you do decide to do that. You can start where you are. Go to your community garden. Just spend some time there. Go to the park. Spend 10 minutes reading a book there. Eat your lunch outside. These are not big things. These are not hard things. 10 minutes a day, schedule it. I think we have a lot of knowledge, but I think we are lacking in a little bit of wisdom. And wisdom comes from the application of that knowledge. So I'd challenge you to engage in 10 minutes of nature engagement every single day and think about this just think about what kind of activities you want to engage in right in nature maybe you want to start your own garden maybe you want to just have time at the beach every day to unwind after work really think this through and if you have children engage them in nature too remember you are a model for other people so that when you step into healthy activities like this they are going to see that. When you get off the TV, when you get off the computer, when you put your phone down, and I will suggest you put your phone down and don't take that phone with you into, into your natural environment. 10 minutes. I think you can do 10 minutes. I think it's doable. You've totally got this. So we already know, I already shared that nature reduces stress, but it also decreases depression and it improves your physiological well-being. So nature engagement is number two. So how are you going to go and incorporate these things into your life? We've talked about two very important behavioral traits that centenarians in the blue zones engage in. They engage in leisure activities and they engage in nature. Choose two things today. So whether you want to start crocheting, whether you want to take up a meditation class, Choose a leisure activity, commit to it, put it in your diary. Choose a nature engagement activity, commit to it and put it in your diary. For one month, I'd like you to commit to these two items. One month, that's all it takes. Find the activities that bring you joy, the activities in nature or the leisure activities and get immersed in them. Just recently, I attended a weekend silent retreat and I learned many, many wonderful healthy aging practices at that retreat. 
In fact, it wasn't an easy retreat. I say the word retreat lightly because it was more like camp. We had to get up at 5 a.m. for meditation and chanting and we weren't allowed to talk. We weren't allowed to use our phones. We weren't allowed to, to read. So there were lots of things we couldn't do, but we were up at 5 a.m. for meditation and chanting. It was a silent retreat, so we couldn't talk to anyone else. We meditated much of the day. We did a lot of uh, meditative walk. At about 8 o'clock, we engaged in chanting and meditation. And 9.30, we, we went to bed. But that taught me a lot of wonderful, healthy aging practices. It taught me the power, firstly, of not having your phone when you're engaged in walking in nature, when you're engaged in meditation, when you're eating, right? When you're engaged in leisure activities like Kai Chi, just leave your phone somewhere else. So that is another point I think is really crucial to make is that a lot of us drag our phones into our leisure time when in fact we don't need to. That is time to recharge our own batteries. Just like how your phone needs to recharge, it is a time for you to recharge your batteries. So engage in nature, engage in leisure activities. And you will feel better. You'll probably look better as well. People will say, what are you doing? Because you are glowing. I certainly know that when I take time out for myself regularly, I am a different person. I am a calmer mother. I am a better listener. And I am more present. So decide today to be a person of leisure and joyfully engage in nature daily. Love to hear from you. Come on over to the Instagram account, Positive Aging Institute, and share with me over there how you're going to engage in leisure or engage in nature-based activities. Subscribe to the podcast because on the next episode, we're going to be cracking the longevity code around the psychosocial behaviors of centenarians in the blue zones. We are going to be talking about what social activities are good for us. Until next week, have a kinetic and connected week, my friends, and I will see you in the next episode. As we conclude this Live Well for Longer podcast episode, we sincerely appreciate your presence on this journey. Your support fuels our mission. So remember to subscribe and leave your thoughts. And if you'd like to download a positive aging manifesto, with seven traits to age healthy and happy, then visit positiveaginginstitute.com slash manifesto. Until next time, live a connected and committed life.